kids. Exactly. That's why this episode is sponsored by www.howtohomeschoolfromtheheart.com. Get your sanity back. Get some joy. Make some beautiful moments. We are here to help you. This is the Milo Sweet Podcast, where you'll learn to get unstuck. Start now. Conquer life's challenges by learning to do difficult. Find quick and clever ways to overcome. Wait, did you think life was going to be easy? Remember, all of your excuses are now dead to me. Let's get started. Okay, right now, there's a smorgasbord of things like on my brain. So part of me wants to just talk about a whole bunch of random things, but I think I'm going to narrow it down and I'm torn between um, clarify your message for your business and I'm torn between cancel culture. I'm not sure. I think I'm going to go with cancel culture. So I think this is, but then I'm thinking about like social media because that's been like on my mind all year. I really have a lot of information that I want to share about that. I know that it's like super trendy to share. I was off social media for eight years. One of the main reasons was because I read the terms of service. Like if you ever read those eight years ago, it seems like that'll never happen. Now it's like, ew. But then the other part is like, you can make so much money on social media. It's hard because even my amount of plays on social media, hundreds of plays a day without social media, I'm like, um, what is it called? If you, the food bank, the podcast, going to the food bank to just to get a couple plays, it's, it's much more challenging. So However, that's just a personal choice. Um, Now, I'm not going to talk about social media. I think I'm going to talk about cancel culture because I think it's just like, I don't know. Okay, so something that I didn't see um, before. Let me just explain a little bit of why I want to talk about cancel culture is before, like, I was off social media for so long. Occasionally, I would look at a YouTube video or like Insta stalk somebody like, but you know, if you don't have an Instagram, it is a very short Insta stalk. It's not like a... You probably get like 20 seconds and usually it was Aisha Curry's daughter. She's like the cutest and they would have something like on ESPN about her or like something cute that she did and I would like just want to watch the video again. That literally says it all, right? What am I doing in my spare time? Um, Doing adorable stuff. Like she is such a cute daughter. If you don't know Aisha Curry's daughter, I think her name is Riley. (laughs) I don't know what that says about me. All right. So... I really wasn't, I mean, okay, I will watch some YouTube videos and I would have like my YouTube crew that I subscribe to, but I would have moments like once a month where I would like, okay, this is my YouTube day. I'm, I'm about to just, you know, like I guess it's Netflix and chill YouTube and scroll, you know, just endless amount of YouTube. And then I would go back to my normal life. Okay. Or occasionally, like if I had a recipe or something, because if you're like gluten-free and dairy-free and egg-free and soy free, <laughs> then you can actually find like a lot of like simple, simple recipes that are affordable on YouTube. But besides that, I really wasn't on there um, like that. Um, so once I got on social media, something that I realized when I, okay, so I wasn't on for like eight years and then I got on when COVID started. So 2020, like March, cause I was like, well, how's my business gonna survive if I can't see people? And, um, obviously I should have been thinking that like a long time ago, but I thought, nah, nah, I can outdo social media. Did you ever see the episode of the office when Dwight tries to outdo the computer in paper, um, 
paper, what is it called? Paper pa- packs of paper sales, like paper sales, basically. They're selling paper like Office Depot. And it's like really challenging because the computer can sell so many um, packs of paper. Not the point, but that was my, you know, scenario. And I'm back in that scenario. So go, go Dwight. Thank you so much. He, he won for one day. I don't think he won after that. So if I get one day, I'm happy. I'm celebrating. So basically, I got on social media and what I started to see is like people were really angry. Like, like, or they just had statements that were super like, I had never felt like so, first, I'm super talkative. I don't know if you have noticed that. But I, I noticed that people started to just make these statements and and obviously we understand what pe- what going viral and I understood all these things. But I just saw that it was like there was no verification for the statement. There was no vetting the statement. There was no checking to see if that person should, should ha- be an authority or the context or researching or gathering more information. It was just basically put put fire in the, put like wood in the fire. It just kind of got out of control. And I started to see that it was super like, I guess polarized would be the right word. It's just like very combative. Like if I was constantly in that environment, I would just have a hard time first being nice. Over time, it would be like, oh, who do you think? Like I would just associate you with certain words, with certain, I guess, a character caricature of someone like just that I wouldn't even give you the benefit of the doubt because I would assume that I knew the pattern of people that or person that you are that you hang around and I can assume the rest and I don't know so that was one thing was that I saw that people were super angry and that I found that the things that were more angry or more emotionally charged just seemed to spread quicker but I thought, well, maybe I'm not on there enough and I'm just making a like judgment. And so like, that's like, maybe that's not fair because I really, I would time myself on social media, give myself a certain amount of time, what I was going to do on there. And then I would get off because I really didn't like being on social media personally. But it, I mean, it's super, it was super helpful for me growing my podcast and that kind of thing. Um, and just for networking and like meeting new people, I will say Facebook groups, which I hate to give them a shout out, but like, Oh, did help me for 2020. I can't even lie. Um, I met some really awesome people in Facebook groups. And honestly, I would say that probably is what I miss the most, not Facebook, but Facebook groups, just meeting like-minded people that just want to like keep doing nice things in the world. It was just really nice. And once you meet like a really good person, they'll refer other good people to you. And that. I don't know. I really, really, really like that. I just feel like I met so many cool people that I really um, was interested and like, you know, continuing to have relationships with or build a rapport with. So, um, so then like I noticed um, that people would say things like more negatively. Then I noticed that um, people wouldn't like vet things. And I also felt the urge to want to just say things like that were mean myself. I, I, I did notice also that like that people would cancel other people and I, and I wouldn't, okay. I'm not saying I don't understand when someone gets canceled and I'm not under saying I don't understand when like rightfully so, but I guess I felt like anyone could be canceled at any time for any reason if we're not betting and coming up with 
I guess, why and what they did wrong and explaining it and educating people on it because the other part to that was like, is this a freedom of speech issue? Were they at the wrong place at the wrong time? Like, if we're honest, we can all be canceled at any time. If you recorded everything you actually thought of or you felt at, at, a, at a time, it may be something that could get you canceled because that's just how it works. So that kind of like made me feel very... To be honest, it made me feel afraid. And I don't usually feel afraid to say what I think. I, I should be sometimes. Um, I really should be. But it was like, oh. And it left a sour taste in my mouth. Because I thought, well, I think if you're respectful and you're saying things respectful. Um, and you're saying, hey, I, I, I've thought it over. I, I think I'm going to go in that way. And someone's asking you. But it was like, I just saw the nature of how people were treating each other and it felt uncomfortable. It felt rude to just like, just the word, like a Karen, like sometimes when you read the story and you researched a lot, you were like, I, I I don't get it. And then other times I could totally see why that label was there. I'm not saying I you know, I'm for or against it. I'm just saying from an understanding perspective, like I'm just scrolling the internet and I understand what happened. Um, so that was one. I think I, I, or just like a business, like, okay, you've been supporting this business all your, this time. And now you want to cancel them. It's like, is this the first time you're finding out about it? Or did you already know about it before and you overlooked it? It's almost like if Amazon becomes cancel culture, it's like we all know Amazon is not like for the convenience. There are some probably sacrifices behind the scenes that are not super well. They're becoming more present and um, prevalent now, but it's like you kind of get what you pay for. So here was an example of Amazon when I started to realize "Mm, something might not like where I'm really rethinking like renewing my membership it it expired I already paid for for that time but it expires um soon was like I went on the actual company's website to find out how much their gluten-free oatmeal cost and it cost for seven pounds I think it was like twenty dollars on Amazon for the seven pounds is ten dollars so I'm like if this company continues to sell their oatmeal with Amazon, like no one's ever gonna buy from their website. Amazon is undercutting their prices. And we all know that traffic you get is traffic that you own. So if that they're not getting that website's not getting traffic themselves anymore, they're gonna be dependent on Amazon to sell for less. Now I don't know the semantics, like maybe it costs Am- like Amazon can buy in bulk. Am- I don't really know. So maybe there's you know, a difference between Amazon, maybe they bought so much oatmeal and it's in their warehouse and then this company. But it was like, even for me, I'm like, dang, I'm gonna pay double to get the oatmeal. Like, it's such a good price that it made it hard. But it's like, well, what are you sacrificing? What are you sacrificing? So with that being said, I kind of feel like I think we should have some rules to cancel culture. I think first off, we should really, before we decide we want to cancel something, We should really, or even repeat it, I think we should validate what that means and if that aligns with your values, right? And if you do spread it, I think you should take it on that you're the first point of contact for it, that it's not spreading because of 
um, X, Y, and Z that you forward it from, but that you're responsible for the people that you um, have access to, for their attention, for their time, and that you really think about it. Um, Like the example of this is like I posted about um, the Hannah Project, which is a project that helps like people that want to I don't know exactly, I can't remember, but I think it helped sex workers leave the sex industry or help them not be mistreated like as harshly um, by the legal system. But anyway, as you can tell, I didn't thoroughly do my research. So then I looked back and I was like, okay, I don't think, I thought it was a a, um, US organization and it's like local. I actually mixed up the wrong Hannah project. There's two Hannah projects, by the way. So one is in California. The one that I was talking about was in Tennessee, I think. So it was just like, you really have to be responsible. If If someone was depending on my podcast to help them leave, I would have like messed up. So I did other research to find other sources um, that encourage people if they want to leave the sex industry and, you know, 70% of Americans want to quit their job. So I'm assuming they want to quit their job too, 70% of them. Um, So they would um, be able to leave and for guidance. So I'm just saying like, and I mean, I'm, so even though it's not like I'm not canceling anyone. We still have to like take responsibility for what we're saying and what we're sending and what we're validating. And if you don't have time, I would just, I think we shouldn't be a part of it until you can. Um, and some, sometimes I think that angst, that urgency, like being in hurry, like I got to send this. Well, if I don't send it, the whole world, the whole world is not waiting on you to send it. I'm sorry. I don't think they are, you know, unless you have the whole world on your Instagram, they're not waiting for you. That's just, that's harsh to say, but okay, maybe some people, like, <laughs> some people have some really high numbers, but not the whole world. So I think we should be accountable for what we say, and I think we should validate if something should be canceled without cancel closure telling us. Like, for me, I feel like I don't love some of the practices of Amazon. So for me, I'm really looking on alternatives for, for me. Am I saying you should cancel them? I, I don't know. I'm learning more and I'm feeling uncomfortable with what I'm learning. Um, For social media, I just feel really uncomfortable with how they're manipulating people. And I just don't want to do business that way. I even feel uncomfortable with the ease of people wanting to date a mine and not knowing how important that is. Like that is your private information and it's up for sale. That, that is like, I don't know. And it's without your permission. It's just without your permission. So I don't know. I don't think that everything created is in the best interest of someone else. So I'm not saying that you should or shouldn't be on social media. I think you can take the information and do what you see fit. And that's what I think with cancel culture is like, I don't feel like I need someone to tell me what to do right or wrong. I think if you provide the information and say, hey, I've noticed that Amazon has squeezed smaller businesses out of their business or they've made, you know, copies of prominent products and like they've made their own and they've squeezed that business out and and that business was solely bringing in all their money from Amazon I just don't like that right that doesn't mean that they can't clean that up or have better practices in the future but I I think I, I personally don't like that and I would much rather have less and spend more with brands that I feel like don't want to do that right uh how do you feel about cancel culture? Do you feel like it's gotten out of hand, that there should be rules, like we all agree on like the rule book for how things get canceled? Or do you think that it's just a person's individual, I guess, 
your individual integrity should be considered when you're spreading messages about cancel culture. Like a lot of times I'm like, wait, okay, we're canceling this. I got to find out more information before I can say I can cancel or not. Like for Amazon, it took me like, I mean, this is probably way too long, but it took me like a year of like reading stories, following it up. Obviously, it helps that they're having hearings now with Amazon and talking about some of the things that they're doing and that's super public. But it took me quite a bit of time because Amazon, if you read a lot of entrepreneur books, they they encourage you to be like Amazon. They encourage you to be like Jeff Bezos. And when you see some of those practices and some of the things, I kind of feel like I don't I don't want it that way. Right. I don't want to mistreat people along the way. Doesn't mean you won't make mistakes. That's not what I'm saying. But like intentionally kill other businesses. I just don't think it. But how can they do that? Because they own the data. So it's so important for you to own your own data. Right. And to be thoughtful about where your money is being spent. Um, Now, I'm not really sure why I turned this around and made this about Amazon. I really was just thinking off the top of my head. I just kind of felt like. I don't like how things are being canceled because also with cancel culture, like no one gets, who gets a second chance? What if like you just had a really bad day or a series of bad days or you were raised by like not just not good people, right? You just never knew that that was wrong. And it's like a huge falling on your tushy to realize that's not okay. You shouldn't be doing that. So then how do you get restored? Um, I, I would love to be canceled culture culture proof where people just like that I'm being real and I'm saying things that are honest or just my thoughts even if I'm wrong that you give me the opportunity to learn and be corrected not just cancel me and assume that I don't want to learn better and then some things you're just not going to agree with and I should have the freedom to disagree with you and to not be a caricature of what that means because I'm still an individual I don't represent that or what you think I am like let me tell you if I believe that or not um and then I also think that the, the benefit is that we can see things in, you know, a, immediate light. The challenge with that is like we still need context. We just need a lot of context to interpret that and to make sure that we're seeing all the facts. And because we're making a lot of final statements that I feel like is it really does affect people's lives. So I think if you're going to say it, like, it, it better be right. And sometimes I have no idea. I'm like, ah, uh, I don't know th- these people. You know, it's like if cancel culture says like that, da- that, you know, a couple's getting divorced and you're like, yeah, that person is completely wrong. One, one side of the couple. It's like, I actually don't know. I mean, it sounds crazy, but like, did you read about the, what is it? Amber and Johnny Depp divorce trial? or something I don't know it was crazy I was like okay I don't even want to know anymore just like just don't even tell me anymore I opt out you know how they say do you want to receive emails opt out don't tell me don't tell me anything because it was just like too much and then you kind of was like okay you pooped in the bed and then I, I don't know it was like I would rather not know so that's all. Like, how do you, have you participated in cancel culture? Do you feel like your participation was adequate? Do you disagree with me? I, I honestly would love to know and hear. If you want to give me some feedback, you could go to anchor.fm slash podcast and leave me a voice message. It's not that hard. Let's get those messages in. All right. That's all for today. That's another episode in the books.
Hello? Hello? I said, I said it's over. Why are you still listening? Like, seriously, the episode is over. If you're still listening right now, you know what? You're probably a chronic procrastinator. Guess what? I'm still listening to you. Come on, for real, seriously. We gotta go do something productive. No, like, for real. No, for real, for real. Okay, you can keep listening.